Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. joined by the head coach of Murray State, Rochelle Turner. Coach, thanks for joining Nothing But Net. It is always great to see you and get a chance to visit with you. I appreciate you having me. It's my pleasure. So uh, last year at this time, you were trying to figure out how to transition from the OBC to the Missouri Valley. And there were a few struggles along the way trying to figure it out. However, this year you're undefeated sitting on the top of the standings along with Belmont and Drake, all three undefeated, three excellent basketball programs that are very well coached and prepared. And I guess you've made the adjustment pretty well. Well, we, you know, really uh, kind of got a chance to see how things were done in the Missouri Valley last year as we went through the conference and what we realized real quick is when we were efficient and we shot well, we had a chance to win the game. Uh, all eight wins that we had in the conference, including our tournament win, by, were by 13 points or more. So when we shot it well, we won. But the problem was is we didn't shoot the ball enough times that we had to be really good to be effective. So we had to figure out a way to not play half-court basketball in this league. We didn't really feel like we were built for that yet. We didn't really want to take four or five more years to, to rebuild the program in recruiting, to have to do things a certain way. So uh, my husband and a good friend of I, uh, ours got together and started doing a lot of analytics, which I know you love. And, um, and the system was born. And uh, just a credit to our kids, because we had no idea what this was going to look like the first year. But starting June 1st, uh, we had major buy-in from from all of our team and our coaches and just really pleased with uh, how they've taken it and uh, just really working on playing with that perfect effort. So when you go to what I hear you say is somewhat of a little bit of a system overhaul, maybe a change in scheming or a pace or rhythm to what you want to do offensively, that requires a lot of infrastructure and fundamental change from a weight room standpoint, maybe from a conditioning standpoint, even from personnel? How did you go about implementing the buy-in there? Well, the uh, the conditioning is definitely uh, something that, that has to happen when you play at such pace as we try to play, you know, trying to get 100 possessions a game, score 25 points a quarter, uh, at least get 80 shots up a game. So, uh, you know, that was there, but we do play in shifts. So we ask our kids to play extremely hard for two and a half, three minutes, really four minutes at the most. So they understand that if they go as hard as they can, there is a break coming. So that, that's been something, again, that's where the selflessness comes in. We dress 11 players, all 11 players play. So, uh, you know, we do have more depth than we've had in the past, which has been great. Uh, strength and conditioning uh, coach and our athletic trainer have been outstanding in working with the players uh, in, in recovery. We, we play hard, uh, they play hard. So we've been able to, uh, you know, be able to stay pretty healthy for the most part, knock on wood, something we pray about every day is just staying healthy. But uh, it's just an all around team effort by our support staff. 
So I'm just gonna say right now, I mean, like you're speaking my language. I'm, I love everything that you just said about pace and possessions and you know, um, making the game more entertaining and then being willing to find 11 selfless players that know that this is their role. They could be a star in their role if they just go hard, right? It sounds a little bit like a little old Dean Smith blue team when he used to put the blue team in and they'd go for two minutes as hard as they could and then they'd come out. Is that, was that what I'm hearing? Well, the expectations is uh, what whatever team they're on, they're they're going to do that. You know, they're going to go as hard as they can for as long as they can. Uh, one of the things you'll hear me say a lot is we're not asking for perfect execution. We're just asking for perfect effort. So regardless of what your shift is, how many minutes you play a game, you have to give your best and your teammates have to understand that you've got their back. Uh, we do a lot of things unorthodox uh, defensively. And the expectation is that we trust each other. We're going to be there on the help. We're going to be there. We're going to get our slides and our appeals correct. We're going to rebound the basketball. But most importantly, if the other team scores, we're not going to worry. We're not going to pout. We're going to get the basketball out, and we're going to push it right back down the other way. Uh, trying to put a number on the board offensively that other teams have a difficulty getting to. I love that you're seeing the game through an offensive lens. That's where we should be so I want to throw this at you because I got a lot of thoughts that a lot of thoughts I have pitched this before to athletic directors I want to get your take on this you know a lot of coaches in their contracts have incentives for academics or attendance and I believe that academics first of all that's what you're supposed to be doing so throw that out uh, attendance is a byproduct of putting an entertaining product on the floor and winning is a piece of that, but mostly a product that is solid, good, um, entertaining, that will be a, um, a derivative of winning. So I want athletic directors to incentivize coaches in their contracts for field goal percentage and not turning the ball over against light competition. So in the Missouri Valley, let's just say that your AD said, you know what? If you guys shoot for the season in Missouri Valley play, you shoot 48% combined with not turning the ball over more than 12 times. I'm going to give you a big fat bonus. What do you think would happen to your mentality as a coach in practice? If those were, I'm not saying you're motivated by money, but just think about the concept of what would happen in practice if, if everyone had that sort of structure in their contract. Is that crazy? That's not crazy because, uh, you know, money speaks. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there'd be a lot more shooting drills. There would be a lot more focus on getting yes. more possessions because you understand to get to 48%, you may have to shoot the ball uh, 85 times, you know, to get there if you're not having a good shooting night. But uh, uh, total mind change for me, been coaching 28 years now, always been defensive minded. Uh, for the first time, realized that who scores the most points wins the game. So why not score as many as possible? in the quickest amount of time as possible. So it's been fun, uh, but I've had to really kind of let go of the control that I'm that I'm used to. But uh, it, it's fun to see your players have a good time playing basketball, and our kids have found a lot oh. of joy this year in playing, and I found a lot of joy in coaching. And we're just focusing on the process. One thing that our kids hear time and time again, regardless of the results on the floor, just keep playing. And, and we try to understand not to focus on the result, but focus on the process. Because if we focus on the process with the perfect effort we're asking for, 
the results will take care of themselves. I mean, you've left the dark side after 28 years and you've come over to the good side. Good job, Coach Turner. I'm going to give you an extra attaboy out of that, right? Thank That's you. Fantastic. Yeah, it was not easy to convince, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they did. Okay, so when you were diving into the analytics, I already heard you say, you know, possessions, points per possession, number of possessions. I mean, there is a defensive effort there, obviously, so I'm not discounting that because you have to be able to, you know, play some D to be able to get the ball out of the net and go or get the ball out of bounds and go. Um, what are the, the analytics that really convinced you? What what was it that made you really stop and think, you know what, I think this is the way we should go and we can do it? It was the efficiency numbers. I think we averaged 54 shots last year. So we had to be super efficient uh, in the half court to be successful. We had to be able to guard and hold people at the low point totals, especially if we weren't efficient on those nights. So those numbers, uh, you know, really affect the decision making. But there are there are certain um, spots that we try to get to every single night. Our players understand that. And uh, it, again, has to do with number of field goal attempts. We have to be plus 10 in turnover margin. We have to rebound 40 percent of our missed shots. So rebounding is huge. And our players have to understand the other team's going to score. If you look at our games this year, we we probably average the uh, help uh, raise the average of the other team's offense by 20 points because there's so many more possessions. We want them to play fast, and and they and they just can't help but play faster than than they normally do because because of the way we're trying to play. So go on synergy and look at our offensive numbers, not our defensive numbers, because we are very poor yeah. uh, defensively. But again, we just need them to shoot the ball so we can get it back. So you'll 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 notice that our our players and our coaching staff do not react to, to points being scored by the other team. We are we are trying to go on to the next play, get the ball out and try to get the ball back down the floor in our basket as quick as possible. I've been driving uh, and traveling and doing this podcast um, while I've been driving with multiple coaches. And you're the first one that's going to make me have to put it on cruise control when I hit the highway because uh, I'm getting fired up about what you're saying. So, all right. So let me, let me think about this this way. You know, I work in the uh, ACC on the men's side. And Jim Laranega, the Miami coach, told me in the summer when he's preparing his system and team, and it changes all the time, He's looking at Tony Bennett's pack line and North Carolina's transition game. And he's thinking about the kind of full court pressure NC State's going to play. And he is thinking about what happens in Cameron when you play Duke. And so in his mind, there are certain tendencies about all those teams that you have to be able to guard certain concepts. You have to plan in advance. You can't just all of a sudden have a pressure package in, you know, that you're going to all of a sudden have dribble entries, high post entries, backdoor cuts, or, or whatever. you got to have that stuff built in. So when you went through the Valley, combined with your analytics, knowing that this is a very good coaches league that is about offense, I think it's – I've always think the Valley is about offense. What did you learn in your assessment? Uh, in – the first year, as we went through the Valley, every team dictated us in some way. They dictated us offensively. They dictated us defensively. They were bigger, stronger, faster than us. And, you know, we never really allowed ourselves to be in control. Well, now we played the way Murray State plays. Yes, we do scout. 
Yes, we talk about all that. We we try to take away certain things that they like to do, but we play a certain way regardless of how the opponent plays. We set our expectations for us, and then we have to go out and we have to meet each of those analytics and each of those expectations every single night. Of course, we'll change some things up because that's that's part of it. Different teams have, you know, some player teams have a dominant post player. We're getting ready to play two teams that have unbelievable yeah. point guards and unbelievable post players. Yeah. So, you know, of course you of course you talk about that and you make sure that your kids are aware of the dangers and the things that they do. But for the first time in 28 years, our total focus is on what we do. This is how we play. We'll make adjustments if need to be, but this is how we play. And the thing about it is, and I tell our kids this all the time, we're going to get beat, and we may get beat bad one night. You know, if if the pressure's not working, teams are getting out of the pressure, and they make 16 threes, something like that, it's going to happen. But we're not going to stop playing the way we play because we believe this system, with our kids doing what we asked them to do, given that perfect effort, that we're going to win more than we're not. And last time I checked, that that's the goal. Try to win as many games <laughs> as possible. <laughs> okay, so you do all this, and you've got one of the best players in the league in Caitlin Young, who is second in the league in scoring, sixth in rebounding, ninth in field goal percentage. I mean, she's outstanding. And we've talked about her before when you and I have talked preseason about the upcoming year. First of all, you kept her. She stayed because she's a big time talent, right? Secondly, she had to have buy-in on this. She's your best player. I mean, she had to be willing to get up and down the floor more and not play in a quarter court and do the things that you're asking. So take us through that whole process with Caitlin. Uh, first person I sat down with and, uh, you know, I explained to her, you're never going to get the individual accolades that you deserve if our team doesn't win. You're not going to win player of the year if we win seven games. That's just part of it, and you shouldn't. Uh, so this is what we've come up with to feel like to help us to be more successful, to help you, to help our team, all the players on our team. And she never hesitated. And I said, you will, you will not play them play more than 28 minutes a game. You're used to playing 40. You're, you're, you're going to be asked to do things that you've never done before. This, this is going to put you in a position where other people are going to take a lot of shots on our team, whereas you've been taking the majority of the shots. I, I love you, and I appreciate everything you've done to get this program to where it is, but I truly believe this is going to help you be a better player, and it's going to help us win. Without hesitation, whatever we need to do to win, Coach, I'm in. Yeah. And I'm, and that's just who she is. And the reason that she's still yep. at Murray State is because she's loyal, and, and she, and she, you know, is she's just a, she's the most humble, best player I've I've ever been around. I mean, I have to tell her she doesn't shoot enough. I have to tell her, um, you know, uh, you you are good. I mean, I mean, I think she knows she's good, but she's just not like normal players that are as dominant. And has had a, had the career that she's had. She, she's just different, but that's what makes her so special. But her numbers may not be exactly where they've been in the past. But she is playing the best basketball of her career. Now she had she had difficulty shooting. Uh, you know, had some didn't have her best shooting 
times out this past week, but she stuck with it and just kept next play mentality, ends up scoring 25 and 21 in two huge road wins for us. And the first thing she'll tell you is, Coach, I didn't play well. I didn't play well. I'm going to play better next time. But I'm a firm believer that she is one of the main reasons why we are as successful as we are, not only because of her unselfishness, but because she's raised the level of her game. Her defense this year is outstanding. She's at the back of our press. She's one of our first step-up people with our pills and our slides. I think she's uh, received five charge cards for me in three weeks. And, you know, most best players aren't going to be able to willing to step up and, and take that. But uh, she's right there. She She's a team player, and uh, I just can't brag on her enough because I will always and forever remember Caitlin for being a great player. But the number one thing I'll remember most about her is the person that she is. She's taught me a lot. When you came into the league, and uh, we have a mutual friend, and I reached out to get your number, and I called you because I was always intrigued by how long you've been in the game how much fun it looked like you always had, that you had seemed to have good um, rhythm about everything you do. I don't always like to use the word balance because, you know, as moms and, and busy lives, we don't have any, there's not a balance. I think there's a rhythm to what we do. And uh, I, I have enjoyed so much uh, getting to learn more about what you do and sharing it with the people in the Valley that now like, this is must see. Like you got to go to the game and check this out. I mean, I I don't know how many coaches that have been in the game as long as you have and have had success doing it one way would be willing to make the significant change that you've made to give yourself another level of opportunity, give your kids another level. I, I've really you should be commended for doing that because that's the essence of teaching and coaching. What you're doing. Well, I I appreciate that. It means the world to me coming from you, but. Uh... You know, the part of coaching for me that always uh, the little voice inside my head, put your players in the best position possible to be successful, whatever it takes. You cannot be, you know, so hard headed that you're not willing to change and you're not willing to make adjustments. And you look at our uh, roster and you look at our size and you look at what we have and you just say, let them go, trust them, let them play. Give them some freedom. Let's have some fun. You know, let's let's find some joy in this journey. It's it's entirely too hard, and it's uh, winning is hard. People do not realize how hard yes. winning is. And so, to be able to just kind of let go a little bit and and let them have freedom, it, it's kind of rejuvenated me, to be honest. And and uh, for the first time in a while, just just having a good time, you know, with this team and. And watching them uh, take this new system and and put it into place. And again, we're it's early. We're five wins into this conference. We may we may lose the next ten games. I don't know. Nobody knows what's ahead. I certainly can't uh, see the future, but I do know that I feel like we give ourselves a chance to win every night out playing this way. And uh, it's something that we're not going to go away from. What a refreshing attitude and what an incredible shift in the landscape of what you've done on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. We all learned. I feel like I am much better now for having spent this time with you and, and learning more about what you're doing. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. Safe travels.